Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Sunday Card Week number five. Gosh, it goes so fast. I cannot believe we're at the quarter point in the season already. I feel like we don't know a lot yet, but we are starting to kind of figure it out. Guys, this is an unbelievable week because it's going to kind of show the, the cream rising to the top in week number five. Dan Zampano, Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silberth, our esteemed producer, Lemon Pepper, Lou Paracone, playing a little hurt, but he is here and in the flesh. Love to see it. Um, boys, there are 30 teams in the NFL that are 3-1, and 2-2, and two, or 1-3 and three out of the 32. I don't see a great team, and I don't see a horrific team. Everything seems to be in play, Maddie C. But I do know one thing. We are freaking killing it this year. Hey, we're seeing right through. I mean, I guess, again, the dog, everybody's keeping it close. The dogs are barking like they've been all year. Uh, I used to say you didn't see a great team. I mean, can our fly eagles fly, baby? I don't know. I mean, we were all over them. They I are pretty they look, good. They look pretty freaking good. I know they might have burned you last week. We'll get to that mm. one a little bit. But, uh, man. We have been riding pretty hot this year. Uh, I mean, so far in the season, I don't know if you're about to give it out. Dan, I'm going to give it. I'm going to jump the numbers. I got them all in front of me. Dan is 12-7 and 1. We each had a push last week with Baltimore uh, on that plus three against Buffalo. He's up 4.3 units on the year, found, uh, factoring in the juice at a minus 110, hitting at 63%. I am just trying to keep it rolling here. 14-5 <laughs> and 1, eight, eight and a half units, uh, 73% on the season. I'm just – I'm scorching earth right now, and I'm just hoping that uh, we don't, uh, you know, burn rubber and, and hit the brakes and die in a fiery crash this week or next week or an impending doom coming up. But I know in five weeks we'll reset this one real fast, but we're staying away. Like you said, you said before the show, we've been dodging bullets here like uh, like the Matrix. Insert fire analogy here. I mean, we are just like, you know, fireball dime. It's Mount Doom. I mean, we are just smeltering in a smelter. We are boiling hot. It's fantastic. Uh, Lewis is here. Lewis, um, I will say, I don't want to bring it up. I am going to bring it up because me and you both lost on this. But Jacksonville and Philadelphia went last week, took them plus six and a half. Didn't work out. Almost worked out. Really should have worked out. Felt like it was the right side. Uh, Lou has amassed a two and three record so far, but I still have faith in the wizard. You know, we're, uh, we're trying to find our way through the weeds right now. It's, uh, you know, it, it looked good in the first half. What were they, 14 to nothing? 14 nothing right off the bat. I'm like, we have this. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So, you know, last time I get a bet against Philly, though, but, you know, lesson learned. Okay. Uh, all-time vibes guy moved by me. I'm sitting there. I was watching the games with Lou and watching our friend Nick. They're both riding the Jags. I told you last week. I said, I don't know. I just am staying away, and I know you had the Jags. I'm peeking. Jags are down 14 or Eagles are down 14 nothing. I see Eagles plus 140 on the money line. And I'm like, oh, oh man, I want to hit this so bad. Hammer. But I'm gonna stay away for the boys. I gotta I got a feeling. I got a feeling that the Eagles, it's only the first quarter. Man, uh, I could have been a vibes guy and just, you know, get the bankroll going as well. But you know, I'll just try to be a vibes guy here. Try not to disrupt the feng shui of, of team watching games on a Sunday with the friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. You gotta just yeah. keep the vibes high. You're a team player. And and that was that was very astute and, and and respectful of you. I will say though, it hurt like a mother that that didn't go because it felt like it should have. The other one that hurt like a mother, we'll talk about it because we were both on it. Baltimore. I mean, we for the show purposes, 
like it was plus three. Obviously, like if you were smart like us and you got it early, plus three and a half for us. But still, you know, it still hurts for the show. So what do you think went wrong in this game? It felt like to me, Josh Allen running the football and making the plays that he needed to play really became the difference in the second half. But what did went wrong for Baltimore? Baltimore's offense just came to a screeching halt in the second mm. half. I don't know what it was. I mean, I think Buffalo maybe just have figured out a little bit. Baltimore has been so good in the first half of these games all throughout the start of this year. But I don't know. Maybe it's just something about they're not, they're, you know, they're kind of staying too predictable maybe in the second half. And they're not, they're definitely not making things easy on Lamar. It's definitely all on Lamar's shoulders right now to create this offense. So I think maybe at a certain point in the game, he's just a little exhausted of just trying to make everything happen himself. Um, and I, they could definitely do a better job of like game planning some open looks and just scheming some things open where Lamar isn't like drop back and create a play yourself. But uh, their second off offense has not looked here. I mean, we saw it against Miami. We saw it against Buffalo. We've seen it a couple times now this year of them just like not being able to close out in the second half, whether it's exhaustion or just lack of creativity. Baltimore has trailed this season for a grand total of 14 seconds Jeez. the entire year. And they are two and two. That is unbelievable that that is the case. Um, other one that really hurt, both of us were on it, Houston. Now, this one I thought we might just backdoor on the list because Houston got off to a miserable start. I said, yeah. ah, wrong time right there to take, to take the Texans and bet against the Chargers. But we came pretty close. And I'll tell you what, Houston is out. They are they fight like hell. They, 0-3-1 and does not deserve – they don't deserve that record. They really do fight. Yeah, they don't quit. There's not an ounce to quit. So uh, they've still got my heart. I, definitely not the right time. To, you know, Chargers looked Chargers looked good. Looked like they're back to kind of you know doing their thing, even without Keaton Allen back, who they're expecting back this week now. So Chargers train might get rolling again here for them. We'll see. A lot of injuries on that team still. Uh, Maddie, I want to go to you with some of your wins first off, though. Those are all like the mind. We'll get to the last one in a second here. But uh, how about the prom Kingsbury? Happy prom. Uh, You did a great job. Prom King had a great night, scored, no question. In Carolina, Baker Mayfield stinks. He just flat out stinks. He is. I mean, he ranks either last or second to last. And every quarterback category so far this year. I mean, they're really there's talks now. Like we're hearing Sam Darnold's name come back up again now that he's going to get help. Why not? And I think between him or PJ Walker, I, I think are both are good. They're going to be starting at sooner or later. And I mean, the, the clock is just ticking on that rule. The clock's ticking on this. Clock's Roll. been ticking. I mean, they got a great job out in Nebraska for you, Matt Rule. They have plenty of money oh, out there to totally revitalize that program. I promise you. And Wisconsin too. Yeah, Wisconsin. Go there. <laughs> so, how about that one? We'll talk. To, we'll talk about what happened in Wisconsin in a little bit. Um, Tennessee over Indianapolis. Tennessee just feels like a team that get up to a big lead and you hold on to your butt the rest of the freaking game because it's just so annoying. They kept let the Colts back in. I got on that with you because of the money line parlay. And, of course, you know, Denver let us down on that, like very disrespectful. But still, Tennessee able to cover. Yeah, Tennessee. And, again, it's just they take on, you know, they take on the mantra of their coach, isn't it? It's like that's just like right when nobody believes in them, like they don't look like they could be any worse. Like they just play hard-nosed football against a team. Like, again, it's all about matchups. Like the Colts right now are a mess. Like that's a kind of a team that you want mm-hmm. Tennessee going up against. Someone is just going to outplay them, just outwill them because Indianapolis seems like they're – they just can't get out of their own way right now. So, uh, yeah, Tennessee. And they look better. They looked way better running the ball last week. I thought Derrick mm-hmm. Henry finally had, like, his first, like, really good-looking game of the year. So that's promising. Finally got it up the middle, no question. Yeah. I do get a magical win. 
Maddie, if I told you the Falcons completed seven passes in a game and won the game, would you believe it? Nope. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe after all these years of me just like picking the Falcons and breaking me down and hurt me over and over again. You're just riding this gravy train where they start 4-0 against the spread. Are you freaking kidding me? Are you kidding me? Oh, my me? gosh. I, I don't even know what to say, but I just, I just laugh because it's like the most Falcons way to win <sighs> ever when you just complete seven passes. Play, like Nick Chubb ran all over them, and still somehow they won that football game. I have no idea. I love Arthur Smith, the, like the mic ups, like some clips you've seen on Twitter this week and stuff. <laughs> He's just looking down his play sheet, and he just goes, we're about to run the piss out of this football. I, I love that. That was so good. That clip, I've watched that so many times this week, and they they absolutely did. I think they just called like eight, seven or eight run plays, and they went down the field. The most frantic, like, fly by the seat of your pants, coach. Like, it's incredible. But, they, hey, they got a first place on the line this week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How about that? Who would have thought that? Week four, and we're back on the Falcons, aren't we? Yeah, hey, Brady's got a – Brady's all out there by himself now. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I wonder what will happen there. So those are all them. But we got to talk about what happened in Green Bay. This was the most Bill Belichick, Darth Vader, bend bend the, the will, bend the game to his will type of game where he has zero tight ends. He has a third string rookie quarterback. And they just went out and outplayed Aaron Rodgers. And if not for a punt and overtime and a couple of different Missed field goals and this, that, and the other. Patriots probably win that game with a Bailey freaking zappy. Zap attack. I, I love it. <laughs> I've been hearing I've been hearing about Bailey Zappy, waiting to see, waiting to see the emergence of him from you for, for a couple of years now. So uh it was still we don't know if he's starting again this week or if it's gonna be Sounds like that's Hoyer. what uh, Hoyer is out. So it oh, will be so. they re- they signed uh, Garrett Gilbert. To the practice on the practice squad, so he'll be the backup. But Bailey Zappi is the guy. Why are we going to hold back the Zap attack? I don't understand. I mean, no literally, way. Uh, I mean, the Packers. Where, like, where do we rank the Packers? Like right now, as far pretty as low. just confidence. Like, I mean, we are pretty low on them, and we're pretty much hate the Giants this week. And we're going in with the Packers being a over a touchdown favorite against the mm. Giants over in old London Town. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. That game is. Hideous, but it is the first game uh, in London with two teams. I think with a winning record, or, or, or with a combined yeah. winning record for the two teams. So as bad as we both think they are, hey, first time they're winning winning records over there. Little Dobby Day that for for the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's interesting. I have the Packers rated twenty fifth in my power ratings, and really low, right above the Patriots. So I mean, it, it is it is not looking good. Um, but yeah, Patriots cover a huge spread should be a lot of fun. By the way, uh, I hate the Jaguars again, even more because they scored a meaningless touchdown to kill the under the weather. That's annoying. And then, um, like I said, just selfish, just, just selfish, a little, little bit, a little selfish on your part. Take a little bonus. selfish by me. I get it. I understand. There was definitely opportunities. I mean, we could, again, we did talk about possibly doing the dirty birds in there. They would have done it. We could have done the red birds in there. They would have done it. Yeah. Uh, but you know. I, I had I had to have a little bit of faith with my guy, to, you know, one month. But oh boy, I hate this freaking team. And now we've lost our our mm, maybe best offensive weapon in Javante Williams for the season. So mm. um, that's tough. And we're sitting here recording about an hour before we play uh, my favorite offseason team, my least favorite team since the start of the regular season, outside mm. of the Broncos, the Colts. So we got a 
uh, we do have a derby over in, in, in Denver tonight Denver, uh, yeah. with, with the Colts and the Broncos. So hopefully we could sneak by uh, the 32nd worst offense in the league as we're like the 27th worst offense in the league. I love the Broncos tonight, by the way. It's not going to get out, mm. but I love the Broncos tonight. I'm just I, I don't love anything. <laughs> it's a ugly, ugly game. That's all I'll say. Okay, Maddie, let's get into the board. By the way, just so you know, I'm switching my tune. Mm. I have three favorites. So do week. I. Oh, yeah. Okay. I like this. I think this is the perfect time. Yep. Flip it. Just flip I, it. We're flipping it on its head. I think. And there's some man. This one's tough. Now, and I know I know the next question is, but I'm going to pick a punt. I want to punt because I'm like, okay. Now I'm not ready. I'm not as like I like my picks, but I'm still. I kind of want to see where you're going first. I don't think you're going to like my first pick. Okay. Because you're going to roll your eyes all you want. Go ahead yeah. and do it. But do the it. New England Patriots are my first pick in this whole thing. The fifth pick for me is the Patriots. They okay. showed me why they have the best coach in the game. He was giddy, as I said, third-string rookie quarterback, no tight ends, and they have Aaron Rodgers on the rope. Listen, say what you want, quarterback situation, have at it. This comes down to one thing, the Pats run offense versus the Lions run defense. This is all the Patriots want to do. Ramondre Stevenson has been the best offensive player for them all season. There's no question. Damian Harris has been just as good. That O-line is figuring out Trent Brown was a road grader in that game against the Packers. The Lions give up 5.6 yards per carry on the ground. That is worst in the NFL. Um, it's a ball control game. This is a ball control game for New England. And you might say to yourself, well, New England gives up a lot of yards per carry too. And Detroit's pretty good at running the ball. And offense is pretty good. Well, DeAndre Swift isn't playing. And Amon Ross St. Brown is also probably not going to play. It's a game time decision. Plus, this game is all about trends for the Patriots. I love these trends that we're able to find. Bill Belichick, off a loss as a dog or under a touchdown favorite in the last 20 years, 38-11-1 against the spread. This is just the third time in 20 years the Patriots have faced a team that scores and allows 28 points per game. They did it in 07. They covered a big number against the Bengals. And then last year against the Buccaneers, they covered that, that game. We all remember that one. Um, they covered both of those games. And finally, this one. Following two consecutive games when the Patriots give up 27 points or more, which is this indication, since 2003, the Patriots are 10-5 and five against the spread, and they've never given up more than 14 points in any of those games. 56% of the bets are on Detroit, 83% of the money on New England. And if you think that the Patriots are losing with those red Pat the Patriot jerseys on this week, you got another thing coming. It's been 12 years. We've been waiting. That place is going to be electric. Got to get a win at home, especially at one and three. It's not like they don't need this game. They really need this game. Uh, I love the Patriots this week to roll minus three over the Lions. Yeah, I mean, if this is a better spot. You know, you're probably happier to have Zappy. This isn't my five as far as me being on Detroit. I, I do have uh, – I did lock in Detroit plus three. I thought that was kind of the side thinking, again, rookie quarterback. But it is – you're right. It's the spot as far as Belichick, like, home dog it's better than having Hoyer in there because now you can be like all right we got the kid in there like he's making his first start like it's another kind of rallying point for the team uh you were mentioning the trends about like you know teams allowing 28 points and more at the Lions the Lions are not only <laughs> doing more than 20 points Ooh. they are scoring an average of 35 points a game and they are allowing an average of 35 points a game the only team in NFL history to ever do that the only team to ever be that high in both of those categories at the same time uh being above 35 points 
scored and allowed per game. They play in the most ridiculous games ever. And then I heard someone highlighting the points of uh, that Rams and Belichick, uh, that Rams Patriots Super Bowl, and how Jared yep, Goff was, uh, yep. was eaten alive, eaten alive by Belichick's defense. And you know, again, Goff is is quite the game manager, and he's capable of doing obviously great things. He scores a lot of points um, it, it, against against some bad defenses, but uh, I think that he might have some things figured out here. I, I I couldn't really end up leaning one way or the other here. I'm I'm a little stuck, uh, so I, I won't berate your Patriots homerism too much. Um, here I, I do could see rallying around the zap man uh i just i don't know rookie quarterback minus three points just feels stinky and i don't think the patriots are that good so uh, you, didn't, you didn't mention isaiah win at all uh, in uh he highlights. stinks he's okay. he sucks good. he stinks okay. he's isaiah lose he stinks i mean he's just so bad um thank god he's playing right tackles actually marcus cannon looks like he's probably get, might get the start this week so oh my god he stinks but i was just going to say um that the whole golf situation. I think that that is a, a, a big step for this Patriots defense. That is just as good as that Patriots defense, to be honest with you. They're playing decent defense. Like it's, it, it's, it's not like they're playing strategic, obviously offensively, it's going to be, you know, hit or miss with, with Zappy. But I do like the idea that he's going to be more, you know, handcuffed by Patricia and, and they'll do their thing. Uh, let's go. Number five. Number five. Oh boy. This one, this one, I, I really don't know how you're going to feel about either. Cause mm. I, I think I'm kind of, I think I'm being a little square. I think I'm maybe being Joe public. And I think I'm going to bet on the Cowboys this week, plus wow. five and a half against the Rams. Um, and this one to me, this isn't about, I'm not trying to buy into Cooper rush and the Dak, you know, Oh, is Dak in trouble? Like I'm not buying it at all. This defense is so legit. And we, it's, it's just really legit. I mean, they are really good. I've got to get some crow on Trayvon Diggs. He's playing some of the best ball right now out of any corner in the league. Yep. I mean, a hundred percent. I mean, he's making play on every ball that's thrown his way. He is like making a decent chance at a pick. I, I mean, it's pretty incredible. Not to mention that this is also Joe public because I'm fading the team that lost Monday night, which is another thing that I hate to do because mm. public perception, but I just can't help but feel like the Rams offensive line is not going to be able to handle the pass rush that this Cowboy team generates. The Rams allowed seven sacks to San Francisco on Monday night football, but on the season, they're allowing four sacks a game and the Cowboys are generating 3.8 sacks per game. I mean, they are averaging that on the year. So again, they get to play in a, in a close game here. I just don't think that Stafford outside of Cooper cup who Cooper cup is getting an insane 35% target share, which is the most on any team in the league. Great for my fantasy squad, hundred percent. And he was able to eat last week. And I think had like 14, 14 of 16, uh, 14 catches on 16 targets for like over well over a hundred yards. And they still got beat by the Niners by two scores. So you can let Cooper cup do his own thing. It's fine. You can basically let him go, but like the rest of the offense, nobody's getting open. Alan Robinson, biggest mistake we ever said in the off season on the fantasy mm. show. Sorry to Lou that you ended up getting him, but man, that has been tough. And they can't run the ball right now. So if they wanted to try and take advantage of the Cowboys, you know, run defense, which was way worse than their past defense, they're averaging 3.1 yards per carry. And right now it'd be a total flip of the script right now. They're passing at a 65% rate. You're only running 35% of the time because they're not very good at it. So basically to win this game on a short week, they're going to have to totally transform their persona to try and take advantage of the Cowboys defense here. And I just, I just don't see that happening. Um, there's a, there's trends that point against the Cowboys on uh, McVay, you know, again, people saying you can't let, what Shanahan does McVay affect you because Shanahan's dominated McVay for all these years. 
He's four and one straight up in the week after losing to San Francisco. But again, that does not fix the fact that the Rams are 31st in the league with 4.7 yards per play. Their offense mm-hmm. is putrid. The offensive line has got massive, massive problems. And not to mention, again, it's public money because I think so. Uh, right now, 58% of the bets are on Dallas, only 50% of the money, a little bit of separation there. But I was on an island the last time with the Rams when everybody was on the Cardinals. I was on the Rams in that one. And I feel like, again, West Coast Matt might have the pulse over here. I just feel like this is going to be a problem. And again, as much as we say the Cowboys are the most favorite team, Cowboys are the best against the spread team since last season. Since the start of last year, mm-hmm. they are 16-6 and six against the spread. Wow. So people don't want to believe in this defense. People don't want to believe the Cowboys have a good defense. Dan Quinn's got this defense playing hard. So give me the Cowboys plus five and a half. I think it's a grinded out game for both these teams. It's a lower total. I think they could stay within that number. It's a game that I would maybe say, I don't have any opinion on it because I don't have it in my lens. I don't have it anywhere. It's a game I might say, might put that in the money line round robin. Maybe. It might be, be just that. Because I feel like if the Cowboys, Cowboys are either going to win this game or they're not going to cover. That's what I feel like with this game. And, and the Cowboys have kind of, you know, again, similar to the Patriots, they've handcuffed Cooper Rush. They've managed him really, really well to have him be successful. My problem is, Look, Matt, we know one thing. Games won and the lost in, in the trenches, right? And and you talked about the Cowboys' defensive line versus the Rams' offensive line, and rightfully so. How about the Rams having the worst pressure rate of any defensive line in football? I mean, that's a great – they have the – the uh, they're tied for 29th in sacks. I mean, they really do not get a lot of pressure against the Cowboys' O-line. That is vulnerable at times. They're they don't really don't do a lot right there. They've gotten a lot of ugly wins. So I don't like this game, but I do worry about the Monday night loser. That's my one thing. The Monday night loser thing scares the crap out of me. So it might be just Cowboys money line or bust here. Right. I I feel scared because I feel like I'm being very square. I feel like I'm not seeing something, but again, I just, I don't know. I I don't feel like they're, we're talking enough about the defensive advantage that they're going to have again, the Rams offense right now. I know that it's, it's Cooper rush. And like, we don't want to believe that Cooper rush is five and oh, but, is going to go five and zero, which would be crazy. But the Rams' offense—I just, when are they going to get better? What? How are they just like nobody's coming back to get healthy? Like Andrew Whitworth's not coming out of retirement. Nope. So, like, what's going to happen to make this thing snap? I'll give you two words: Odell Beckham. That's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah, that's it. There you go. Three letters: OBJ. How about that? OBJ? That's all you need. Uh, they miss him a lot, and they miss Von Miller a hell of a lot. I mean, they need, they need some pass rushers. Uh, number four, I hate this pick. It might it might as well be my five, but I just I didn't like New England enough with a rookie quarterback. So I, I'm taking this solely based on the line and based on what it is, that it's an individual road dog, and I just love the Houston Texans. And we've talked about them. We like them. You know, they're that team that fights. They're going to be the team that fights. Jacksonville felt like they were the right side last week, but turnovers killed them in the game. They Five turnovers. I love me some Jacksonville Jaguars. I told you I was going to ride it till it dies. It died last week, and now I'm on the Texans. As poorly as Houston played last week, they did almost cover at the end. Now, listen, Jacksonville has been, by the metrics, fantastic, but they ran into a buzzsaw last week with Philly. I think that kind of knocked them back down to earth. They've also got a lot of turnover luck as well. Um, now they, they've gone down. They, listen, Houston – they give up a ton of yards on defense, but they do not let people score. I think that they've done a really good job outside of the last game. You know that Houston is fifth in the league in red zone defense. They're like really good at that. And 
these young kids, Jalen Petrie and, and Derek Stingley in the secondary, like, I mean, Lovey Smith, God bless him. He's coached up that defense really well. Jacksonville has been favored. This is an interesting stat here I, I found here. Jacksonville has been favored just two times since 2020. Both of those games were against the Texans, and they lost both of those games by 14 points or more. So that is just fascinating to me. Getting seven feels like a lot, especially with a low total of 43-and-a-half. I like the Jags probably to win this game, but I think the backdoor cover is certainly in play here, especially with that low of a total. Also, it's a sharp play. 66% of the bets are on Jacksonville. 53% of the money is on Houston. I hate it, but I'm plugging my nose. and I'm riding Davis Mills in the Houston Texans. Mind melt. Just mind yeah! melt. I mean, of course, we're going to mind melt the Texans. Of course, we're going to mind melt maybe the worst team in the NFL. But, again, we love Jacksonville on the show. We can't say it enough. We've picked them plenty of times. But there's a difference between like you know loving them for who they are and then making them a seven-point favorite in division. Mm. Like, we've taken a big jump here. They were just six-and-a-half-point dogs last week. Now they're yep. seven-point favorites after a loss? I get that it's Houston Texans here. But, again, uh, I, we mentioned, I mean, road underdogs, period, on the season. Road underdogs uh, this year so far are 21-15 and 15 against the spread uh, over, since 2018. 37, uh, sorry, 378, 302, 19, and 19. Uh, that is 55% against the spread. They have been profitable in each of the last five seasons. So we're not just talking, you know, total. There was one outlier season. Each season, road dogs have been, uh, have been profitable. And division underdogs over six points uh, are a great 81, 55, and two through the first five weeks since 2018, covering it 60% of the time. So, again, I just think it's the right spot for Houston. Uh, we, we're getting a little too sweet, a little too rich on Jacksonville here. They did get to take advantage of, again, a Colts team that was beaten up at the time that they already always dominate. I mean, they did lose. They lost to Carson Wentz week one. Let's not forget about that. As much as we love them, they lost to Carson Wentz week one. <laughs> so they're not perfect over there. And the five turnovers last week uh, by Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville should tell you that, you know, they're definitely vulnerable. So. I love this Houston team is just so frisky too. How do you not mm. like catch the seven? So, uh, and it's the AFC South. This, these games are nasty. These games are dirt. Yeah. I, and they're three and one against the spread too. I think the yeah. market has swung way too far. Like we were saying last week, the market hasn't caught up to Jacksonville yet. Like it, it hasn't happened. Like they don't believe in them yet. And now they are believing in them because they played, you know, as poorly as they turned the ball over. They still played really well against the Eagles. They just turned the ball over too much. Now the market swung way too far in the other direction. Now they got to find a middle ground. I love it. I love Houston this week. So, all right, very good, very good. We love the mind melts. It's always our favorite. It feels like we're on the right track, on the right path. Let's go to number three. This one is interesting. It's another favorite here, but this time I'm kind of going against the trend that we just had with road divisional dogs, and I'm taking a home divisional favorite because I love 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 the baltimore ravens this week i love the ravens oh boy i got a face and i don't know what it means but i love the ravens minus three and a half i got them at minus three earlier in the week um i just love this spot for them i, I think that this is great they're playing a cincinnati team that is completely completely uh over uh, over out out over their skis with the way their offense is operated they've been getting more into the shotgun which has given them more offensive success but this week they're playing a very fast, angry defense. And that's my issue with this. Huge revenge game here for Baltimore. They know the division really should go through them. And they're 2-2. Two and two. Cincinnati is 2-2. Two and two. 
they feel like they need to overtake this division now. And I think Lamar historically has killed Cincinnati outside of last year. They are just not the same team that they were last year with the explosiveness, though. Those cover two shells really slowing down Chase. The whole league trend is doing cover two high shells. Chase has not been the same explosiveness. By the way, the Bengals all offensive line. Yeah, they've been playing better, but they're still 31st in sacks allowed. They've given up 16 um, sacks this season. Ravens' D-line is going to be very, very difficult to stop with pressure. Plus, Lamar at home after a loss is money. Five and three against the spread at home in a primetime game after a home loss. Six and oh straight up. I love this pick. Plus, rest factor, not a good thing for the Bengals against the Ravens. Harbaugh in division against AFC North teams with extended rest. Those teams are 3-11 and against Harbaugh since he's become the Ravens head coach. Baltimore has trailed by 14 seconds all year, and I don't think they'll add to that at all. I like the Ravens minus 3.5. Yeah, we got we got to run it back again with this one. I mean, I think the fact that we said we're flipping the script this week, and we both flipped the script right to the same page. We both, <laughs> we both turn open the science book and just – Right, right over to the same page on this one. Uh, I, I mean, you said it, like I said, Lamar after a loss. Uh, I, I think it's very interesting to think about the Cincinnati offense, like you said, uh, because Zach Taylor, I think, again, had, he scraped a lot of the that, that dirt off him, a lot of that stack that we were kind of putting on his name early on in this season last year because he wasn't calling a very good offense. And when it got to playoff time and they kind of started to figure it out, they started to air it out and they were letting Joe Burrow throw it all over the place again. And now we're back to stinky old Zach Taylor offense that is just not working out very well. Uh, like I said, they haven't been explosive. They're not letting Burrow throw it as much. Uh, they're they're run heavy in this, so they're they're averaging almost 30 rush attempts per game, which is seventh most in the league. And their yards per attempt is 3.1, second worst in the oh. league. So they're sticking to a game plan that's just not efficient and it's not working. And like you said, they're just running Joe Mixon into the back of his offensive line, um, which you know. They got away with one last week. I mean, I think if obviously all this that Tua stuff happened in, in the game last week, that's a big emotional thing for Miami to kind of see your quarterback go down like that. You're not playing right, and they almost came back in that game. It took a uh-huh. last minute interception uh, for the Bengals to be able to close that game out. So not like their defense is playing well. Uh, some of their numbers are a little misleading on the defensive side as well, because again, you have to think about who they play. They played about they played Joe Flacco and the Jets. They opened the season with Mitch Trubisky in his first start with Steelers. And then I'm trying to think, and then, and then yeah, it was uh, a half a half a game against two, a half a game against Teddy, and then there's there, the other fourth one in there. I, I'm trying to remember as well, but now I'm losing it. Uh, oh, Cooper Rush. Oh Cooper my Rush. gosh, yeah. So I mean, let's say they're and they lost kind of, to Cooper Rush and Mitch Trubisky. Right, that's what I'm saying. So it's like some of their numbers like might look good, but if you look at who they play in the strength of schedule, they should not. They haven't played anybody elite as far as offense goes, except for first half against the Dolphins. So um, I, I love this one here. I think that. Lamar, we said they've they've had so many better chances. I think that this line is we're getting some value on them losing some of these games late. But uh, Ravens are getting healthier. Again, they had so many offseason injuries. They are getting healthier in the secondary defensive line. So give it, run it back, run it back with Baltimore again this week. Mm-hmm. Sunday night favorites too. Sunday night have been stinkers these games. Outside of that Broncos game, which was a terrible game by the Forty Niners, the favorites have been really good on these primetime NBC Friday, Sunday night games, Chiefs this week, um, Bucks week one against the Cowboys. I mean, we've had some really good favorites on Sunday nights. So uh, I do like Baltimore to win big year. Okay, number two. 
my last dog, and this would have been number one had the line not moved, but I still love it. I have no idea why the Chargers are favored in Cleveland this weekend. I love the Brownies this week. Off them last week, took the Falcons right back on them again. I love doing that. Cleveland at home off of a loss against a Chargers team that got a mediocre win last week. And you got Nick Chubb, the leading rusher in the league, against a Chargers defense that gives up five and a half yards per carry, 31st in football. This is the game in which the Chargers injuries will catch up to them. No Bosa. Doesn't really matter because they have one of the best offensive lines in football in Cleveland. And no Rashawn Slater. That didn't affect them last week against Houston. But Miles Garrett is back in the lineup, and he's going up against a second-string left tackle. That is going to be a problem. I think that Garrett has a big game. The Browns' offense actually has been pretty good, too. They're not giving up any sacks with Jacoby Brissett, who's been okay. And they're fifth in the league in third-down offense. So they keep the ball, and they keep drives going. They run the crap out of the ball with Hunt and, 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 with, and with Chubb. It's a great rushing attack. Can I just say this? When they get Deshaun Watson back, this might be a Super Bowl team. The roster's really good. The roster is really freaking good, and the coaching's looking competent. Pretty good. Pretty good. By the way, 55% of the bets are on Cleveland. 83% of the money is coming on the Browns. I love this. I got it at plus three earlier in the week. Hammered it big. Triple units. Now it's down to two and a half. We'll take it all the way down to that. If it wasn't two and a half, it would have been my number one play, but I love the Browns. Yeah, I, I hopped on the, the plus three earlier this week. It's not in my five for the same reason, just down to two and a half. Just don't like, you know, just don't love that number. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I mean, we've known, like the Chargers have not been able to stop the run for like three, four years now. And it doesn't matter what, you know, Brandon Staley's been in there, you know, Anthony Lynn before that. Like they have just always been like run the ball against the um, the Chargers. And now, especially with, you know, defensive line injuries, Bosa and, and everybody else out that um, that they've got, this team just runs the ball really hard right down the throw, mm-hmm. like you said. And I could just see, you know, uh, an L.A. team going to maybe a cold – I don't know if it's going to be a cold and windy day. You might have a little topper later for us on that. But uh, I don't know if it's going to be nasty conditions out there in Cleveland, Ohio, but it's definitely not going to be uh, sunny L.A. So if I stadium, I can tell you that. So um, I do I do like this pick. I just don't like the number enough anymore to uh, include it in my own. Awesome. Love it. I feel like we're really on the right page this week, but I need a number two out of you, Maddie. Number two. I know you're not going to go here, but I, 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 well, you might because, because you got a different quarterback in now. And I know he's not quite the, the that crisp ball that we're used to seeing out of, out of, out of Tua, that real tight, <laughs> crisp, just ball that we see out of him uh, get better soon. But our man Teddy Two Gloves, our man Teddy Covers is back in town. Our Teddy Covers is back, and we get to play the New York Jets. After the Jets won, oh, good for you, good for you. Yeah, they were able to beat Kenny Pickett and uh, a desperate, or so yeah, they were able to beat Mitch Trubisky and a desperate Kenny Pickett coming in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Jets have not won back-to-back games since December twentieth and twenty-seventh of two thousand and twenty. Uh, they have not won back-to-back games, so this is our favorite moment. To fade the Jets, we did it uh, after they stuck that win out against the Browns earlier this year. Worked out then, and we're going to get right back to it here because again, Teddy Bridgewater is not that drastic of a downgrade from Tua. I, of course, he is a downgrade. Tua's you know first round pick, top ten, 
great quarterback. But the look ahead line of this game was Miami minus six. You end up after the two injury, after the Jets win, we're down to minus three here for Miami. And I just don't think that that's, I think that's a little bit too much of a move here. Again, the Jets really stuck by on the Steelers last week. And I think we both can agree that the Steelers are just really, really, really bad. The worst Steelers team we've seen in the Tomlin era. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, however, just knows how to get it done. I know he's a favorite here. I know they're on the road, but he is 24 and six against the spread in his 30 career road games. He is 43 and 21 against the spread in his NFL career. And again, this Jets defense is bottom three in the league as far as as far as covers. The Steelers have no offense, but Waddle and Hill are still going to be able to get open plenty for Teddy Bridgewater to just be able to get them the ball. So um, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. I think Teddy can play in time. He's had extra time to prepare now as well to play with the offense since Thursday. So he should be plenty prepared for a bottom tier Jets defense. Yeah, um, this is a hard game. This is a really hard game for me. I, I don't. I, I part of me looks at it and I say, okay, Tyreek and Waddle are going to be really hard to cover. Teddy Bridgewater, I like more as a dog than I like as a favorite. I yeah. just, I, I, and and I'm not going to blame you for taking the Dolphins, but I think the Jets offensively have actually have actually put up numbers. Am I wrong about that? Like I feel like they're actually playing okay, and the Dolphins defensively, like. I'm sorry, like they just maybe not doesn't reflect necessarily in the scores of the games, but they give up a ton of yards and they give up a lot of plays. I mean, I have the Dolphins rated pretty low defensively, and I think that Zach Wilson had probably the best game of his career last week. This game stinks. This game absolutely stinks. I don't know what to do with it. It's a pretzel. I feel like I don't know why I got a feeling, Lewis, but the Jets, I feel like might, might get out of this game. I don't know. What what I didn't include because I forgot to write in my notes was that um, Zach Wilson last week was the the second worst quarterback against the blitz. And what do we know about Miami is that they, they love the all that they do is blitz. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jets offensive line against the blitz this season as a whole with Joe Flacco and everything, uh, 29th in the league. Uh, Jets offensive line as far as allowing pressure rate. Jets offensive line when not being blitzed, uh, 27th in the league. So dead awful. Bad. Going to be coming for him all game long. Um, and again, you said the Jets have put up points. There's only been one game that's got Zach Wilson. And if you yeah. recall, you poo-pooed him all last year because mm-hmm. he was dead last in on-target throw percentage uh, out of all quarterbacks. So not much has changed. What do the numbers say about this game? I wonder on the bets and the and the and the, um, and the money because that that I would be super interested. Wasn't this game at three and a half, and now it's down to three? If I remember correctly. It opened at three, it bounced at three and a half. Right now we are at, man, again, a freaking Maddie public this week. Miami, 75% of the money, 82%, or sorry, mm. 75% of the bets, 82% of the money. Mm. So heavy, heavy, heavy on that side. And so I get it. Like, you know, we're, we're laying a, a favor, a division, I'm going against the divisional dog as well, which again, is not very much like us, but Teddy Covers. Teddy Covers. Lewis, what do you think? Uh, well, honestly, I think, uh, Mr. Zach Wilson is probably a little preoccupied with some other news floating around. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, I knew we were going to touch that. I, I'm not, I'm not taking this game. I'm not touching it. If the Jets win, I'll be happy. If they lose, I'll, it'll be exactly what we thought was going to happen. So I'm not, uh, nah, I'm not touching this one. Sorry. I'll probably take, uh, you're probably safe with a Tyree kill and 
you know, waddle anytime touchdown for both. There you go. I heard someone get phrase you take uh, Zach Wilson's over rushing yards because he's going to be running for his life. <laughs> that, yeah, probably. Pretty good. It's pretty good. I like that one a lot. I'm still shocked that nobody said the Jets have a better record than the Patriots for the first time in forever. So I, yeah, I'm man. happy I made it through the show almost almost all the way through the show without hearing it. But um, Okay, number one. Here we go. There's only one thing to do. Prom is canceled. It is canceled. Yes. We are taking the Eagles big time on the road at Arizona. Let me tell you something, brother. The Philadelphia offense, let me give you some statistics on the offense and the defense of the Philadelphia Eagles. My number one rated power rating team of the week. First in yards per attempt on offense. Fifth in yards per play on offense. First in turnover differential. Third in points per game. The Philadelphia defense. First in defensive yards per attempt. First in defensive completion percentage. Second in defensive passer rating. First in pressure rate. Third in defensive yards per play. Arizona, 28th in off in opponents' points per game. They've been outscored in the first quarter 31 to nothing. The 31 to nothing in the first quarter. They are a team that just loves to dink and dunk with the chicken nugget. They have a six. Less than six yards per attempt on passing on offense. Less than six yards per attempt. They're just smooth driving the car. And you know what? Philadelphia, 85 points this year in the second quarter alone. I mean, they have been a wagon in the first half and just sit on leads as usual. And Matt, you talked about it last week. You did a great thing. You bet on Kingsbury on the road. That was very smart. He's 19-7-2 against the spread on the road, right? He is 9-17 and 17 against the spread at home. He's the Daniel Jones of NFL coaches. 51% of the bets on Arizona. 84% of the money on Philadelphia. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles minus five. Yeah, I had to be a number one mind meld right there. I mean, come yeah. on. How do you not how do you not love this one feels like am I am I just stupid? Maybe. Don't clip that loop. Uh <laughs> maybe I am. But man, this just feels like a freaking mismatch here. And it feels like like in Philadelphia, I get that we're on the road now, so that we could be let, but like just favored by six and a half points at against the Jaguars in a messy, mucky game, and only favored by five points against the Arizona Cardinals, who are just god-awful. Uh, I mean, you gave out plenty of numbers there. Uh, I just have a couple that I want to give up myself. Philadelphia, the only uh, only two teams are in the top five in both rushing yards per game and passing yards per game. Uh, Philadelphia is fifth in rush yards per game. They're sixth in pass yards per game. The only team that's got uh, both of those in the top ten is the Detroit Lions, who, again, we say averages 35 points per game. So they are, they are just the best well-balanced offense. They can get it done not just efficiently, but like better than league average on both you know, ways attacking uh, that defense. And the defense has allowed 10 and a half yards per completion right now. And that is only because it got fluffed up because they got to play Baker Mayfield last week, who his was 8.2 yards per completion before week four. They were allowed 11 and a half yards per completion. You play Baker Mayfield, you drop that snap by a whole freaking yard. Uh, so I, he's that's just speaking of how bad he is. 
but again, Arizona just absolutely putrid on defense while Philadelphia is just so freaking efficient on offense. They could get you any which way. The only thing that has me worrying, and I know that you saw this probably too, Dallas Cowboys next week in a big game for the, for the wow. Eagles, like maybe a look ahead, maybe this, but I don't think so. I think this team is just dialed in. I really think that they are on a, on a different plane this year than everybody else. Maybe they can, maybe we're buying in, we're buying in the last four and O team, but man, I like this team. Uh, you said cliff nine and 17 against the spread at home. He's how about Owen nine his last nine straight up <laughs> and against the spread at home. That's crazy. That's pretty bad. That's really bad. <laughs> and, and, and then you said about them being outscored in the fourth quarter through the first three quarters uh, of games this year. They have a negative 57 point differential. Oh, my God. The first three quarters of their games this year. It's the Eagles. It's always been the Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. I love it. Oh, I love it. The city of brotherly love. They are already planning that Super Bowl trip, man. They are, they're going to take – at 10 a.m., they're going to be passing the Rocky statue, hanging out with Ben Franklin and eating cheesesteaks. They're, they're playing that Super Bowl thing. I, I know they are already. It's going to be great. If the Eagles are 5-0 and when they play the Cowboys, it's must-watch football. It's going to be awesome. So, yeah, I love it. I love this mind meld. It's a beautiful thing. We're mind melding a lot this week. I really like that. And, again, um, we both flipped the script and we yeah. just – same page, I swear. What's going on here, Dave? It's like It's like we've been doing the show for a while. Um, let's go to the, let's go to the specials. Uh, I'm sorry. Let's go to the leans. I apologize. Uh, Maddie, what's in your leans this week? I feel like I have a lot of my leans this week. So mm-hmm. again, one that I was right there with Houston, I was debating between Houston or I was going to take Seattle plus five and a half. I love uh, Seattle. against New Orleans. Yeah. Again, I just think that Seattle, like who is New Orleans to be this big of a favorite? Like they haven't figured anything out. Like, is it going to be Jameis? Is it going to be Andy Dalton? Like, doesn't matter. They both stink as a favorite and definitely above, you know, a favorite of more than a field goal. So I think that game's a close game. I think Seattle stays in that number. I was right there to put that one in. Um, another one, we talked about how bad Carolina is. Like, I, again, I, I couldn't buy into both Gosh. sides of the Monday night game, but but San Francisco minus six and a half, I feel like. Carolina is going to get eaten live. Baker's so bad. And that is, yeah, that's our number one defense in the league. Yeah. That's that's who we like as the number one defense in the NFL. And I think Baker's been absolutely featured in every category. So I'm going to be on San Francisco minus six and a half. And then one that injury news has gotten me off of this, but it's a little ugly is uh, Chicago plus seven, kind of the same spot yeah, as Houston, the same spot as Houston. You got Minnesota coming back from London, but what's really got me off that is that Jalen Johnson, uh, is is mispracticed for the two days in a row now, Wednesday good. and Thursday. Um, and, and just 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 on Twitter, search Jalen Johnson and just read the amount that the Bears fans are like, Justin Jefferson's going to get 250 yards and five touchdowns on, on Sunday. Like, we don't got Jalen Johnson. Like, they're like, it's going to be a bloodbath. So <laughs> just listen to the Bears fans. Google Twitter, yeah. Twitter search Jalen Johnson and see where they're at. So they talked me off of that one. Utah kid. Kyle Whittingham defense, love Jalen Johnson, but yeah, he is very important, and that's going to be a tough one. Um, I like the Giants in London against the Packers. Am I crazy? Am I crazy? Oh. Eight points they're getting against the Packers. Well, I don't think can score. I just don't. I think. Listen, it's gross. It's terrible. Like Jones, Daniel Jones is hurt. I don't even know who's playing quarterback, but like the Packers, I think the Giants defense, Wink Martindale, I think they're playing pretty good. That's all I'm saying. That's that's why I like that one. So the Giants, I like a little bit. I am 100% with the whole Brady finger news now and the whole week that he's had, I'm 100% on the Falcons, plus 10. I'm uh, all over it. I'm riding it again. 
I know it's a sickness, but I it's ten points. If you put it in your five, I was gonna like literally have to give you a talk. No, so no, like, I couldn't. You've tried to reform me after all these years, and now no. you're gonna bet them literally five weeks in a row, even though they are four. Weeks. That would be crazy. That's crazy. I am gonna bet them, but not in my five. So I'm gonna take them plus ten. It's ugly. It's gross. But I got to take the Steelers plus fourteen in Buffalo. I wow, it's, like, it's I too many points. Way. It's too many points. I think the Steelers' defense is good enough to at least hang around, and um, weather permitting, I think it might be a kind of a gross day. So I, I, don't I, think, I don't think they're good at all. And think if Mika Fitzpatrick is on the injury report now. Yeah, that's also a scary thing. That makes me very, very nervous. But I, I think they can play well enough. I do like Seattle. It was definitely in my leans. Um, yeah, I think that's probably it. I do like your San Francisco pick a lot, though. I think that that might be. That might be one I, I have to have. I, yeah, I just, again, I, I feel like I might be buying on a Monday night, but again, I just, that offense going against San Francisco, who, oh, I mean, they are so much fun to watch on defense. Yeah. Awesome. They just, fly to the ball. Five guys make the tackle every single play. That, I mean, that Hufanga kid at safety, oh, unreal. I mean, it, uh, as we're not the first person saying he's the rebirth of Troy Palomalu. Yeah, mean, Troy Palomalu. Bob Sanders, like, just totally just a piss missile at safety. I love that guy. He's a freaking warrior. Um, yeah, so those are our leans this week. Maddie, let's go to the specials. I'll go to the under the weather. I just mentioned it in Buffalo. Um, 58 degrees, 15 to 20, mi- 15 to 25 miles per hour. Uh, it looks like sustained winds of about 18 miles an hour with a rookie quarterback playing in his first game on the road against a good defense. Pittsburgh is banged up on defense, but so is the Bills. So I, I I do think that you know these quarterbacks may have a little bit of a of a slugfest to go through. Plus, the Bills haven't really been scoring a lot of points the last couple of weeks. So I think that we'll keep this below the number. It's forty six and a half, so it's not a crazy low total. I like the Bills Steelers under forty six and a half, and kind of a yucky kind of gross game where I think the Bills kind of just roll through. I do think the Steelers cover this number. And maybe get a backdoor cover. So I think maybe let's go, let's go uh, 24-13. I think that's a good little good little spot there for the Bills to just get a comfortable win at home against the Steelers. Okay, okay, I I, I do like that. I can see you know, oh, man, the Steelers, the Steelers now with Kenny Pickett first. I don't know. That is just that could be a, he might not score any points. I mean, they, that, I could that could be a twenty four nothing. I feel like he's. I, I feel like he's. Just very similar to very similar to Trubisky, like just kind very very similar playing styles. But I digress. All right, let's make some magic. We've been really close. We hit one out of two last week. Let's hit the jackpot. I just I've been thinking about you all week with this because I'm like I wonder when Matt's really going to pull the trigger on a big bad boy. So let's see what happens. Well, I need your help on this one. Okay, good. A, a little so, bit, but we're we're definitely going big game hunting this week. Oh. I, I, you've, been, you've been saying it. And I'm like, you're right. We've been we've been really keeping it in the in the reserves here. We've we really been it. I've been really been skirting my blouse around here about trying to not you know not not put anything too crazy out there. But we're definitely starting with Seattle Seahawks plus two hundred five against New Orleans again. Again, team coming back from uh, team coming back from London. I have some uh, some numbers of this. I want to give you really quick. We've only had five teams in history come back from London and not take the bye. Uh, they're uh, the favorites, or sorry, the team coming back. They are two and three against the spread. Three of them were favorites. Two of those favorites lost straight up. So that's, I mean, it's a very small sample size, but here in that, you know, uh, favorites are uh, one and two straight up. Uh, and I get a two plus 205 in the money line. 
that's enough for me there. Now, do we tandem that with the other team coming back from London and take the Bears? Because the Bears are plus 290. But again, the Jalen Johnson. And do I, do I really see the Bears who can't throw the ball being able to, you know, hamper Minnesota enough and then be able to actually, like, come back and win in that game? Or do you, you kind of have not talked me into it. Do we just throw the Cowboys Cooper Rush? I was just going to say, I feel uh, like – okay. I feel like the Cowboys, I feel like I'm very comfortable with, but I can definitely see the Vikings losing this game randomly. No, it's, it's so, a stinky game for them. And, like, bad. Justin Fields, everybody's talking about how bad the Bears' offense is. And, like, maybe he just throws the ball, like, 20 times this week. Maybe he can get above 12 pass attempts. And, like, maybe it'll do something. But Because I don't think the Vikings' defense is very good either. You know and what? I think that this team might be in shambles. We're going big game hunting. We're going big game hunting. We have to put the Bears yep, put plus the Bears 300. So you get Seattle plus 205 and the Bears plus 300 is plus 1120 on the parlay. <laughs> plus 1120. That's we what I'm talking big, about. If we're big game hunting, we got to get a bear, right? We got to yeah, go for a we grizzly. We got to get a grizzly freaking bear. Let's go. And a big bird. So yeah. that's we got to go big game hunting here. Big birds we're are fading. Favorite. We're fading the London teams coming back. It's a London fade money line parlay. Yeah. Game we 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 fought a we fought a war against those people for a reason. So we're coming back home. I like this. I I think I think Dallas is either like I said they're either going to win the game or they're not going to cover. And I think the Monday night thing, Monday night fade of the loser scares the crap out of me. So I am actually a little more comfortable, shockingly, with the Bears than I am the Cowboys. Right, right. Because again, it's a division game. It's just real stinky. Like. That's definitely a game that, and when everybody believes in the Vikings, and we all think the Vikings mm. are a good team, they just lose to the Bears. Great choice. Great right. choice. Now I'm, I'm fired up again about it. I was, I was nervous. God, just keep your fingers crossed that Jalen Johnson plays. I love that. I love this in Seattle and Chicago is the money line party. Big game hunting. Maddie's on his horse. Let's go. Let's ride. Um, let's go bet the narrative. Lewis, I know you're playing hard. But I still know that you scour the internet and you know things go on in the media sphere. <laughs> and I know you're looking because you're pissed well, off. You're like, no, I'm walking in this week. So bet the narrative what is it? We want two this week. Going two. Okay, here we, we go. We want two. I'm real nervous. I, so the first one, the real, narr- the real narrative. Okay. I've been saying it already. Cooper Rush. Jerry Jones is not going to know what to do when Dak comes back. Oh, it's great. Dallas Cowboys, plus five and a half. Mm. Mm. Like it. Uh, and brothers, let's wrap arms around each other and have a little triple mind meld with them Philly boys. The minus oh, no. five and a half. Oh, boy. I'm oh, so, boy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. It's making me nervous. I know. I know. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll put it to the test this week. How good is it, Philly? This is. This is, I mean, the Cardinals. Right. The, the narrative is what? It, it, Philly's just that freaking good, right? That Philly is a Super Bowl contender. Philly might start the season like 8-0. and I got to look further into the schedule, but they're probably going to be, I mean, they're the only undefeated team left already, but. Right. And then they get the Cowboys next week. And Cowboys. The yeah. That, that, and that's an NFC East, like, hey, we're going to take care of business this week so that we can play each other mm-hmm. next week and have a war. Like, I love that narrative because yeah. that game is going to be big. That's it. That's yep. a huge game, especially if Dak's back. Yep, yep. Oh, and, oh I want to say the Giants, too, but I, yeah, I'm not that silly. Uh, 
Nah, <laughs> London game. I can't mess with London games. I don't no, know. No, 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 no chance. If it's across the pond, I don't want it. No thanks. American soil only, boys. That's all I need. <laughs> I might be parlaying that this week, Lewis. I got to tell you, I might, I might just go Eagles money line, Cowboys spread, or some combination of all of it. Like I don't know. I might like do all three of them money line. I really yeah, might. I like it. I like it a lot. I love it. So Cowboys and Eagles bet the narrative when they meet next week. Is it in Dallas or Philly next week? You know? Mm-hmm. Mm, I haven't looked ahead. I think it's in Dallas. Oh, that's great. Let's look, let's look it's a Sunday night game, isn't it? Yes, it is. Oh, in Philly. Ooh. In Philly on a oh. Sunday night. Oh, Liberty Bell. Let's go. Big dirty. Black uniforms for sure. Black yes. uniforms for sure. <laughs> Love it. Love yeah. it. I really like this week, guys. We are really – we're getting confident. Well, we're getting yeah, look confident. Look at this. All right, so hold on. So they're at Arizona this week. Then Dallas. Or Dallas is going to be in Philly. Then they have a bye in week seven. Then it's Pittsburgh, Houston, Washington. Indianapolis, Shoo. and then the next hard game, <laughs> November 27th, the Green Bay Packers. Who are their not – Their schedule yeah. is is honestly crazy. Like, they, the fact that they don't have to go through, like, they didn't mesh with, like, any of the big AFC teams. Like, they, don't, I don't see Chiefs, Bills, anybody on there. They might not lose a game. Jags. But they already beat the Jags, sorry. No, they, they, they might they not Jags, lose a game. Oh, man. They're going to have to trip up against a divisional opponent. That's like the only thing keeping them from. I mean, that's going to be hard. The division stinks. So Dallas is the last great hope. And you know that Jerry is creating his political machine to stir up (laughs) Cooper Rush against Dak Prescott. It is so obvious. No one would be talking about it. They have to be feeding ESPN and Fox Sports all this garbage about how Cooper Rush could possibly be. The starting quarterback now for the Dow. It's it's unbelievable that anybody would think that. It's crazy. So this is the work of Jerry's master plan. He's a master marketer. Oh, that's unbelievable. Okay, boys. Great job, as always. Um, Lewis, feel better. I'll be in Massachusetts this week, uh, just for Liberty's game, but like I'll be flying right home after the game. But I am very excited to be back in New England. Hopefully that gives Patriots some luck, me being close by. But I hope you guys have a great weekend. You too, Dan. Let's hope we can keep this uh, money train rolling here. We're just we're keep riding hot, boys. Keep it rolling. I love it, Maddie. Real quick, run down your plays for the week. So we've got Dallas uh, plus five and a half on the road at the Rams. We have Houston plus seven on the road at Jacksonville. Uh, Baltimore at home minus three versus Cincinnati. Uh, we've got Miami as a road favorite in the division minus three against the New York Jetropolitans. Uh, and then we've also got the number one pick of the week, the Philadelphia Eagles, minus five going against the Arizona Cardinals. And Love- the money line parlay, big game hunting edition, Chicago Bears plus 300, Seattle Seahawks plus 205, 11-20 return. Good Lord, I love that. Uh, I'm taking my number five pick, New England Patriots, minus three at home against Detroit. Zap, 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 zap. That's what we're going with. Uh, Houston, plus seven, as we're a mind meld in Jacksonville. We are also mind melding Baltimore. They are at home as a favorite three and a half against the Bengals. I like the Cleveland Browns to destroy the Chargers this week, plus two and a half. Really like that one. And prom is canceled because we're mind melding on the Philadelphia Eagles, minus five in Arizona. The under the weather is Pittsburgh at Buffalo under 46 and a half in Orchard Park, New York. And Lewis likes next week's matchup. 
Philly, Dallas. Bet the narrative on both of them. Double play. Yes, sir. That's it. NFC special. Now, NFC. Now special. I got to sit through this Thursday night game here of my team. This is just the worst. The fact we just stopped recording. I just looked down. I was like, oh, this game starts in like 30 minutes. I'm going to make some <laughs> food and just have a drink. <laughs> yeah, make it strong. Make it a double shot. I mean, that one's that's it's gonna be brutal. But Maddie, as we always say, let's ride, Russ. Let's go. <laughs> oh God. We're getting less and less enthusiastic. I was gonna say way. that yeah. that let's ride has really lost its <laughs> luster over the last couple of Oh wait, that's so wait, that's the less ride if they lose tonight, Lou. We gotta edit this to they win. Let's ride. <laughs> Okay. I, yeah. right. <laughs> I got I can do that. The sausage. We're showing how the sausage is made, you know, right now. Uh, thank, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We'll be seeing you next week. And, again, follow us on Twitter at the Sunday Card, on Instagram at the Sunday Card uh, for all of our picks, updates, and everything like that. And next week we will see you for week number six for Lemon Pepper Lou Paracone, our esteemed producer, Matty Ice, Matty C. Matt Silver. I am Dan Zambano. Let's ride. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week on the Sunday Card. The Sunday Card Podcast is co-hosted and directed by Dan Zimpano, co-hosted by Matt Silbreth, and produced by Lou Paracone. You can listen to The Sunday Card on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also listen to us on Sports Country Radio at sportscountry.net at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m. on Saturdays, and again at 11.30 a.m. on Sundays. Follow us on Twitter for all of our picks throughout the regular season at The Sunday Card. And remember... If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.